Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Inside Sources with Roy Matheson. With the situation in Ukraine rightly taking up a lot of space in the media and in our national attention, it can be difficult to remember that's not the only challenge we have in the world. China is still a significant player on the world stage. So what should we be thinking about when it comes to China's role, both economic and political? Uh, the China Challenge Summit from the World Trade Center Utah aims to answer many of those questions. And we're very pleased to have back on the program with us Miles Hansen. He's the president and CEO of World Trade Center Utah. Of course, before that, he served as a diplomat in several countries and knows his way around a lot of these issues. Miles, thanks for jumping on with us today. Boy, it's always a lot of fun to get on and, and, and chat. <laughs> well, let's let's dive into this. Uh, everyone's saying, you know, we we got to keep one eye. We've got to keep at least one eye on China uh, because there's a host of things from security to economics and everything in between. Uh, you've got a really unique uh, perch to look at all this from. Tell us about it. You know, Boyd, I'm glad that you brought up Ukraine in the beginning. And I do want to talk about the China Challenge Summit because this is the most important gathering of China experts happening anywhere in the nation this year. But to place it in the context with Ukraine, I think, is really important. As we've all watched what's happened in Ukraine, it has been so great to see the world rally to impose economic penalties on Russia for this criminal invasion of Ukraine. But we're all aware that there is one area where the world has been hesitant to act, and that's on energy. Right, Russia's energy exports. And the reason why is because Russia has leverage over the rest of the world when it comes to energy exports. And so we're seeing a lot of progress the past few days. The European Union is working hard to wean itself from Russian oil. But for people sitting in Beijing, for President Xi, the lesson that they are learning is in those areas where they have economic leverage on the rest of the world, the world will be hesitant to impose economic penalties with the, some of China's aggressive foreign policy, in particular, if it were to take over Taiwan. Yeah. And so that, to me, means that as a nation, as companies, as our partners around the world, we have to figure out how to reduce the leverage uh, that, that China has on the global economy. And that's something that every single company that we work with at World Trade Center Utah is thinking through very seriously, because now they understand that there's a significant risk premium of doing business in China, and they're trying to figure out where to find answers to some of these hard, tough questions that they're asking themselves as they reevaluate their business strategies. Yeah, and that, that's such an important component because uh, as we have seen play out uh, with Ukraine and with those sanctions that have been uh, levied against Russia, that we've seen organizations like McDonald's completely pull out. We've seen others that have kind of tried to head their, hedge their bets a little bit uh, in terms of what they're doing and how they're doing it. Uh, and so as from, again, from your unique perch over at uh, World Trade Center, Utah, 
what is it that organizations are doing? How are they starting to navigate that? Particularly, how are some of the Utah companies uh, trying to navigate and position uh, so that they can mitigate some of those risks? You know, Boyd, a, a, a lot of companies that have been doing business in China for many years are starting to, to, to recognize that when they factor in the risk premium of doing business in China, it, make, it starts to look, make a lot more sense to look at diversifying, particularly the supply chains mm. and sourcing from, from countries uh, that aren't China. And so looking at Southeast Asia and Vietnam and Cambodia, Thailand, Malaysia as well. And also looking real close to home, if not reshoring to the United States, then nearshoring to Mexico. Just last week, we had an opportunity to go to Mexico with Governor Cox, and we, we helped organize uh, a, a, a business delegation. The vast majority of companies that came with us were those companies that have had a ton of experience in Asia, but they're looking at sourcing in Mexico, nearshoring, and there's a lot of benefits of, of doing so. But it really comes down to diversifying, factoring the risk premium, and then making sure that their supply chains are resilient and that they don't become collateral damage if there's some sort of a geopolitical uh, uh, issue or, or problem between the United States and China. Because China has shown that when they do have these geopolitical issues, that they are not uh, slow to impose penalties on companies uh, to exert this leverage that they have uh, over a lot of companies that are manufacturing and sourcing in China. Yes, it's an important thing, and I, I think especially for those Utah businesses, uh, we always say opportunity favors the prepared. Uh, and you're going to lead a, a thought leadership uh, gathering, uh, tag-teaming with Utah Valley University called the China Challenge Summit. Uh, tell us a little bit about that. How will it help, uh, one, just the, the conversation? As you mentioned, this is a uh, uniquely powerful conversation on China, not uh, not happening or being duplicated anywhere in the country. Uh, what does that look like? Uh, what, what are some of the objectives you're hoping come out of uh, this day down at Utah Valley University? You know, boy, we're going to judge our success not by how smart the conversation is, but by the positive action the participants take as a result of being a part of this China Challenge Summit. So it's happening June 9th at Utah Valley University. And our objective is to bring in these great thought leaders, people that have great business experience, people that have, have policy experience and, and academic, they're real smart people that have been thinking about this for a long time to really hone in and help businesses and participants gain a better understanding of China's geopolitical strategy and U.S. foreign policy towards China, really to understand China's economic, trade, business, and foreign policies, and then to answer the question of, of how U.S. businesses and policymakers should respond to these many challenges and listen, I, I, what we're not advocating is that, you know, there should be a complete decoupling and everybody should end all business in China. It's just that they have to be very clear eyed and they, everybody needs to get the best advice they possibly can get. And so that's why we're bringing in these, these, these top thought leaders from across the country so that everybody here in the state that wants to participate is able to come in and, and learn from this great group of, uh, of business policy and academic leaders. Yeah, I love that you're bringing in such a great cross section of experts on China relations with the U.S., international trade and business, national security components, uh, public-private sector uh, pieces. I think all of those are so important to get that on the table. One of the areas I wanted to ask you about, Miles, uh, as you tee up this conversation about China, uh, are around things like intellectual property. That always seems to be one that uh, U.S. businesses are always struggling with. Uh, what's the perspective there, and, and what's the conversation look like around intellectual property? Yeah, boy, that's such an important topic. And in fact, we have some senior executives from Intel, 
Microsoft, and Taiwan Semiconductor Manufacturing Company, or TSMC. They're all going to be there because that is an issue that is near and dear to everything that they are doing and is applicable to many companies. You know, companies need to recognize that they, if they are doing business in China, the assumption should be that your intellectual property can get stolen. For some companies, that's not a big deal. For other companies, that would be devastating to the business. Yeah. And so it's really important for, for companies to really understand the threat profile of, of, of what it means to the intellectual property in China. And then that they prepare strategies for how they would respond if and when that intellectual property is, 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 is stolen from them. Um, by by entities in China, uh, many of whom are, are controlled by the Chinese uh, government. Yeah, great insight, and uh, we're really looking forward to this event. Again, it will be June 9th down at Utah Valley University. This is an extraordinary gathering uh, of leaders and thought leaders in particular uh, as it relates to China. So many important conversations. World Trade Center, Utah, Utah Valley University. And uh, Miles Hansen, we appreciate you joining us today to give us a little bit of insight there. And again, we, we always got to keep one eye on China. And I think we got to start thinking strategically uh, at how we go about this relationship uh, in the midst of everything else that's happened in the rest of the world. Thanks, Boyd. I appreciate being on and look forward to hopefully having you down there with us on June 9th. All right. Sounds good. Again, Miles Hansen's president and CEO of World Trade Center, Utah. And this will be a great and important conversation. And I love the fact that they are convening that conversation here in the state of Utah. Again, this is a, an unprecedented gathering of experts on U.S.-China relations, international trade, national security. Uh, it is a crucial conversation for our time. And we've got to keep our eye on China to be sure. All right, we're going to step aside for some bottom-of-the-hour news. Now, the United States Senate held a committee hearing on inflation and supply chain bottlenecks. And guess what? They didn't ask some expert witnesses a single question. What happened in the committee room? Why was that bad for you? One of the witnesses, Brian Riedel from the Manhattan Institute, was there, was one of the witnesses. He's going to talk to us all about it. Coming up next, don't go anywhere. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.